From the Ohio News Network, this is Ohio Sports Magazine. Now here's your host, Matt Andrews. Greetings and welcome to this week's Ohio Sports Magazine here on the Ohio News Network. It is fall. It is the start of football slash soccer slash you name it. Anything that goes on in the fall in the state with high school athletics Tim Streed's our guy, the Ohio High School Athletic Association Director of Media Relations. Tim, taking a few minutes so kindly to join us this morning as we record this week. And Tim is actually on his way up north to a meeting. Tim, thanks for your time. Where are you headed? What's going to be solved today? Well, great to be with you, Matt. You're right. I'm uh, I'm traversing I-71, which I happen to do a lot of uh, throughout the year, but on my way to Northeast Ohio for our Northeast District Regional Update Meeting. And uh, so Ohio is divided into six districts uh, throughout uh, Ohio for high school sports. And um, we get into each of those districts uh, two or three times a year for an update meeting with school administrators to uh, pass along updates for the upcoming school year and uh, reminders, uh, notes. Um, here are things to keep an eye out for. It lasts about an hour and a half, but it's just great to be um, in their backyard and to get a chance to shake hands and um, interact with the school administrators that have such an important part in uh, high school sports. Can you, without sharing the entire list or getting too deep, can you tease us a bit on maybe what is updatable for them and for those of us that are listening about what's going on right now in the Ohio High School Athletic Association? Sure. Well, you mentioned a few of the sports that are currently playing in the fall. And, uh, of course, don't forget field hockey, which is one of our smallest sports, actually, but that's a fun sport. Uh, um, Cross country, uh, girls volleyball, and, uh, of course, football, and, and you mentioned golf, and we've got girls tennis. Um, so uh, a busy fall. We have more student-athletes competing in the fall than any other season uh, between fall, winter, spring. So it's definitely a, a busy time. Uh, we've been blessed with good weather so far this fall, especially for Friday night football, so that's been very exciting. Um, but, uh, you know, just a lot of updates about here are the referendum items that passed in the uh, spring, that, that's our annual voting period that our member schools vote on any changes to the bylaws or constitution. Um, here are things to be aware of for the upcoming year. Here are, here are key, key dates to make sure your student athletes are eligible and that they're taking five uh, credit classes. Um, so all those kinds of reminders. Um, we also have a partnership with the Ohio State University um, regarding mental wellness, and so that person has a chance to share for a few minutes with that initiative. And uh, later this fall, um, Ohio will be uh, uh, made aware of a, a revamped sportsmanship program that we'll be unveiling, and uh, we're so we we share some details about that, and really looking forward to that. That'll be announced in mid-November. Uh, right in time for the start of the basketball season. So a lot, a lot of good things happening, and uh, it's, a, it's a big part of what... Tim, mental, mental health, mental awareness is so critical. We've really given uh, a second, third, fourth look at that now as we continue to move forward. How has that kind of affected your job, what you're doing? As you said, the opportunity to help those that need some mental assistance. Well, you're right that this is such a, an important uh, topic. And the, the good thing that we've been uh, blessed to be a part of here 
is with Ohio State University and the Susan Crown Exchange, there, there were a lot of dollars set aside to create programming and to create um, initiatives where our high school coaches can get a little bit of training because a lot of people, um, I'm sure a lot of people do realize, but some may not, that uh, our, our high school coaches spend more time with the, the kids in the school than maybe anyone else. And those coaches are such an important part of uh, students just having a, a good overall experience in high school. Uh, I have two boys that are in middle school that play sports, and uh, just uh, knowing how they look forward to practice, and they have such a great relationship with their coaches, and how important that is just for their day, just for them to have a positive outlook on school, on home, on sports, and uh, sports is one aspect of that. And uh, but it's a really big aspect of that. So you know we we're so happy that uh, we we have partners that help us with that. And uh, of course now um, mental um, health training is uh, a part of the uh, coaching requirements uh, that that has a state law that's happened in the past couple of years. So you know definitely something that was overlooked for a long long time. And I'm glad it's being addressed. Tim Street, Director of Media Relations of the Ohio High School Athletic Association, is our guest. We'll have more in a moment here on the Ohio News Network. Morning Juice. I can call a, a blitz every time where everyone's playing man-to-man. If everyone covers their guys, it's always going to work. Mm-hmm. But the reality is you can't ask them to do that stuff all the time. Morning Juice. Sponsored by Affinity Whole Health. Weekday mornings at 6. The Fan. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. Welcome back to this week's Ohio Sports Magazine. Tim Street of the Ohio High School Athletic Association, the Director of Media Relations, is our guest. Tim, we've touched on a number of things. I guess uh, I want to touch on the fact that we've we've mentioned we're well into the seasons, and we say we're three or four weeks in. In reality, that's the season. Practice for these young people started back in the summer, and I hear in the summer months as we're going and getting closer to the start of the actual participation time, it's quite a quick turnaround. You you lose a third of your summer or whatever. Maybe there are other things going on. How have you noticed that changing, and I guess what are some of the positives? What can be some of the uh, negative impacts that that could have? Because it certainly happens quickly once you get to August. Well, uh, you're right, Matt. It does start in the summer, and uh, I will say I, I think there's um, far more positives than negatives. Uh, I guess to start with the negatives, you know, and some people may um, may may say that there there's not enough time in the summer to to have a vacation or to to be a kid in the summer. I, I think there are opportunities for that, um, but certainly summer's busy. Summer is very busy. Uh, our our school campuses are, are very busy in the summer with all kinds of events. Uh, conditioning and training uh, certainly happen throughout the summer. Um, in our team sports, um, our coaches get uh, about 13 days to work with their kids in a team coaching um, aspect in terms of uh, could be seven-on-seven seven for football, which, which is able to start in late May. So uh, definitely a, a lot of activity. Um, I, I, I think the biggest thing, and, and we do remind our coaches, is that it's not mandatory. It, yeah. It's not a situation where you're conducting tryouts in June. Um, that, that starts August 1st. Uh, this past year it started July 31st because that was a Monday. 
but uh, it's not mandatory, but it certainly is an important part, and uh, families uh, certainly have to, to think about when the right time is to take that vacation. I'm aware of a, a lot of schools that shut down for the 4th of July week, and that's a great time to take a vacation. So, you know, it, it's also a reminder, and, and between my family and um, my wife's family that has uh, uh, three kids in high school, they um, have kind of said, you know, th- this is a short time in our lives. This is a, basically a four-year period where we're going to dedicate ourselves to our teams and our school and, uh, you know, ma- make it the best we can make it. And, uh, you know, that it, it really will uh, help lead to success during the school year. But it's, it's definitely a commitment. There is no joke about that. Um, but I, I know that uh, um, the, the kids that I'm, I'm related to anyway, either as a parent or as a, an uncle, are certainly, um, uh, they, they want to make that as, as successful uh, a period in their life as they can. That's well. It is a short commitment, short-term commitment for the longer good, and you make a great point. Let's, let's stay with football. The playoff games, a little bit of a change now for that in that, all football playoff games will be on Friday nights this year. Can you explain the the thought process behind that? And you now are accepting for not just football at schools; they've got to accept cash now, correct? Well, you're right about that. That's uh, starting October first. Um, I, I uh, need to remind uh, everyone that the the state law takes effect on October first, um, and uh, that that's a, a interesting. Uh, development here over the summer. It came about as a proposal that got tucked inside the budget bill and uh, what had nothing to do with OHSAA. I, I try to remind people of that. Um, there was a situation, I think, uh, maybe over in the, the Youngstown area uh, where uh, a state representative saw that it, it was uh, a local school was not allowing cash uh, at their games. And uh, that's often how it happens, where there's a proposal that Flips into the budget bill, and, and then it becomes state law. So it uh, was not proposed by OHSAA, and, and uh, I would say the majority of our member schools uh, still accepted cash anyway, but there were certainly some that were cashless, uh, much like the college and programs in Ohio. Uh, you know, we're shifting toward a cashless uh, society anyway, so... Um, that was a, a piece of the budget bill that now our schools have to, to deal with uh, if they were cashless. So, yeah, starting October 1st, uh, there needs to be um, a cash option for tickets and concessions. Um, what we are still working through at the OHSAA is how does and when does that apply to our tournaments? And, uh, of course, OHSA, um, we, we set up a lot of standards and regulations for the regular season, but then our member schools run their home events, and they would have to enact that uh, new state law, and um, we're, we're going to try to have a, a clear definition of when will the, the cash option be necessary for a postseason tournament contest, and when will it not? So um, the OHSA was not named directly in that state law, but certainly we want to uh, make sure that we're doing uh, doing right with our member schools and our communities. A few more topics with Tim Street when we continue on the Ohio Sports Magazine here on the Ohio News Network. Now is a great time to schedule a back-to-school dental appointment. Dr. Lori Fitzgerald, president of the Ohio Dental Association, is here to tell us more. 
Your child's teeth and gums need the right food, nutrition, and vitamins to grow strong and stay healthy. Help them maintain good oral health by brushing every morning and night, flossing, visiting the dentist twice a year, and developing good eating habits. As kids head back to school, it is important to know that foods and drinks high in sugar, acidity, and other cavity-promoting substances are often low in nutritional value and have the potential to create plaque capable of damaging tooth enamel. A back-to-school dental appointment can diagnose any potential problems and improve your child's oral health. Ohio Dental Association member dentists are located throughout the state, are dedicated to providing the highest quality dental care, are bound by the highest ethical standards, and obtain superior ongoing education and training. Ask if your dentist is a member of the Ohio Dental Association so you know you are being treated by the best. To find an ODA dentist in your area, visit ODA.org. Have you lost Ohio Medicaid? At healthcare.gov, you can find a low-cost, quality health plan. Do plans cover doctor visits? What about emergency care? And prescriptions? All covered and more. Plus, with the new law, four out of five customers can find a plan for $10 or less per month with financial help. Healthcare.gov is here for you. Enroll today for coverage starting the first of next month. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. You've been putting back a few, and a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think of calling for a ride, but nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that could happen? You get pulled over, your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone. The results of driving drunk are tragic. That's why law enforcement is out there looking for impaired drivers to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. And now, Public Education Matters with Ohio Education Association President Scott DeMauro. Next week, as we come together for Labor Day cookouts and parades, don't lose sight of the real reason we're celebrating. Unions have always fought for the conditions that allow everyone to succeed. And that fight continues today. OEA is proud to help Ohio's educators use their voices together to continue to improve public education for every student. No exceptions. Public Education Matters, brought to you by the Ohio Education Association. Do you have foot pain? Foot pain is not normal regardless of your age or job. Podiatric physicians are the most qualified doctors to care for your feet and can provide important foot care solutions or shoe inserts to better manage foot pain. Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association podiatric physicians are located throughout the state and are dedicated to providing the highest quality foot and ankle care. We've been serving the profession and the public for over 100 years. To find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. The fan, the fan, Ohio sports destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. Tim Street of the Ohio High School Athletic Association joins us here on the Ohio Sports Magazine. Finances were rough during the pandemic for Ohio High School Athletic Association. I get that, but you made the comment in my prep for this that a much more solid standard ground right now. Can you explain a little bit? Sure. Well, and, and you know, Matt, it, it doesn't seem like that long ago that we right. were, and, and so many companies and, and families were dealing with financial issues. Um, I don't think people realize how close the OHSA came to real um, crisis and, and uh, the fact that I, I may not be uh, here talking with you today. Um, but uh, We're glad it, you are. Yeah. Thank you. Well, yes. I appreciate that. <laughs> 
Well, you know, when the when the pandemic hit, we the OHSA had one month cash on hand and, and uh, to to run our operation, and I think um, uh, most people would agree that that was not smart financial uh, practice, and that's the way the OHSA ran for a long time. Um, we had our our basketball, wrestling, and ice hockey state tournaments canceled there in March of 2020, and that is a lot of our revenue to operate throughout the spring and summer until we get to the football season. So it was it was uh, tough would be an understatement. Um, we certainly had to make a lot of changes um, in staffing and uh, how we run our postseason tournament on the financial side. And we made those changes, and it was hard. It, it was uh, uh, certainly, um, I always tell people, it will be a couple of chapters in my book someday. But um, but as, as you mentioned, and yes, we are we are happy that we have changed a, a lot of things. Um, we are able to say that we are on financially strong uh, footing right now, and and uh, we have about nine months cash on hand. Um, that certainly is not where a lot of state associations are, and where a lot of school districts are. Most school districts have a lot more than that. But what that allows us to do is move forward with some of the financial things we want to get back to. That means our scholar-athlete program. That means uh, reimbursing schools for expenses to regional and state tournaments. Um, we just initiated the Athletic Enrichment Fund, which gives every member school a check for $1,200 to apply towards sportsmanship programs. So we're able to do a lot of those things now. Uh, the pandemic certainly uh, shined a light, uh, a negative light on a lot of things that we needed to fix, and I'm really happy to say that we fixed it and that uh, we're all a part of the solution now. And, and that that is a lot of what we're explaining to schools at our regional update meetings here. So we're trying to make sure that we explain here's where we are, we want to be transparent, and that here's what we're able to do moving forward. Couple more things with Tim Street of the Ohio High School Athletic Association. He's heading up north to a regional meeting, and we appreciate his time. I'm sure it'll be on the agenda to talk about state tournament venues because that's always a topic. Looking for partners in that regard. You just named one. I think you're in your last year of football at Canton. Can you give us an update on that? Well, you're right that uh, Canton is uh, has been a great home for the football state finals, and you're right that we are in our last year. Uh, but we are talking with Canton about uh, an extension. Uh, we're not going to not going to hide that fact. Uh, we think that Canton is a, a great host for a lot of different kind of football, everything from the NFL game in August to small college and high school games, and of course our state championships. So we're going to speak with Canton first, and uh, we're, we're, we're I, I think we're in a good place there. Um, we may have something to announce later this fall, but state tournaments uh, in general are are a, a big part of what we do, and we want to give our kids the the, the communities. Um, we've said it as long as I've been here. We we want them to get off the bus and have a wow factor with where they get to play. Sure. So that's a big part of it. Uh, but certainly, we we need to make it work on both sides. Uh, we need to be able to say that we play at a state tournament uh, venue that wants us there. Um, that is certainly a big part of it. Uh, we also have to make it work financially. Um, certainly, uh, these places don't allow us to. To compete there for free, uh, there is a, a, a rent that is involved, and, and concession stand workers, and parking attendants, and of course we're paying officials and and all that as well. So certainly the financial side is a big part of it. 
Um, but uh, we're 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 in a good spot. Um, so much better than uh, what we uh, were working with financially back uh, during the pandemic. So Great. we we we'll even have some announcements here moving forward um, with um, soccer and tennis as well. So we're we're uh, partnered with the Columbus Crew for soccer. We have two venues here in Columbus that can host that, and uh, so we're we're happy that we're in a good spot there. Tim, in the last minute or two officiating shortage that was a problem is it still is there progress there about getting involved as an official well it, it is still a problem right now uh, matt but uh, i'm happy to say that we are seeing a slight uptick in the number of people who are uh, taking classes to become an official um, that's not going to help us right now so we are still uh, in a bit of a shortage especially in some sports like soccer and volleyball and track but I'll tell you, the interesting thing is that that uptick in number of people taking the class is coming from high school kids. Uh, we moved to an online curriculum uh, in the past year, and now we're seeing a lot of schools being offer, being able to offer that during the school day as an elective credit. And so we've been uh, pleasantly surprised with the number of schools that are uh, having their kids uh, take the class. And what we hope is that here in the next three to five years, those kids are the ones that are helping replenish the number of officials. Tim Street of the Ohio High School Athletic Association, the Director of Media Relations, traveling, be safe. Thanks for your time. And from a Reds fan to a fellow Reds fan, <laughs> how about we get to the wild card? Is that all right? Uh, uh, postseason baseball is unbelievable. Glad the Reds can say they're in the hunt. Uh, Matt, great talking with you. And we'll have more of the Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. Your favorite website has a radio show. Correction, your favorite website that won't be blocked at work has a radio show. The 11 Warriors Radio Hour. Tuesday night at 8. Sponsored by Krieger Ford. Visit online at KriegerFord.com. The fa- Come. Fan weather. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Weather Center. Mostly cloudy and cool out again this morning. Temperatures in the low 60s with highs later today back to the upper 70s. Pleasant out with a mix of sun and clouds by the late afternoon. Then clearing out even further heading into your Sunday night. Temperatures fall into the upper 50s with more sunshine on Monday and slightly warmer with a high around 81 degrees. I'm Dr. Tan Meteorologist Ross Caruso on The Fan. Whatever you're doing right now, just know that Bo Bishop is enjoying a sip of bourbon. Even if this promo is playing in the morning, no judgment. Ah, sweet morning drinking. The Fan. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. Welcome back to the Ohio Sports Magazine. Now let's check in on Cleveland. Eric Reeser joins us from the Ohio News Network. Talking with Jeff Ellis. He's the host of the Locked On Guardians podcast. Make sure you download, subscribe, and listen to the Locked On Guardians podcast. Wherever it is you do your fine podcasting. Jeff, this is probably going to be a sore subject for Guardians fans and Monday's 20-6 to loss to the Twins. Uh, the most interesting thing for me from that was for the final four innings, David Fry appeared out of the bullpen and threw more than 60 pitches. And I think I read somewhere that's like the first time since the 80s a true position player threw that volume in an MLB game. What were you thinking when Fry trotted out to the mound in the sixth inning? I thought it was really unusual. We don't often see... Yeah, guys, it's like an inning or two. Uh, yeah, he's the the first player to pitch four innings since 1988. Uh, it was just kind of a, a game where everything that could go wrong 
Uh, did Lucas Giolito in his two other starts this year against the Twins? Uh, you know, one of our listeners had pointed this out. He was excited for that game. He had given up two earned runs. So it, it was not what you expected. Not not a great debut. Uh, but when David Fry came out there, it's like, is he going to pitch the rest of the way? I wondered if they're going to have two position players. I understand the logic. It's a big series and. You don't want to burn your pen. Full disclosure, Jeff, I am a Guardians fan, and so I had a blast watching it. The game was out of hand at that point, and I figured, what could what could go wrong? Yeah, I mean, it's you get to see something different, right? Like, how often do you... I, no one wants the other team to score 20 runs. But uh, you're getting to see them go out there and see something that you never get to see otherwise. So I think that is like a net win on some level. So talking about Lucas Giolito in his first appearance with his third team now, uh, this major league baseball season, not great, not great with against the, not great with the angels. What exactly has happened with Giolito who was tremendous? I thought with the white Sox. you know, he uh, was it since that was the third time, you know, speaking of his random, uh, since he gave up eight or more runs with the White Sox, Guardians, and Angels this year, that is the first time a pitcher has done that since 1899. Jeez. So, <laughs> or someone who was at the game and watched it, just know you got to see something that hasn't happened in 100-plus years. Uh, you know, you don't want to point fingers, but it's very interesting that Likas Giolito's spin data kind of fell apart a few years ago when they cracked down on spin stuff, and there was the infamous moment where Josh Donaldson kind of called him out after a home run. So I, I don't know if there was some additional help in there. Uh, it's always kind of the thing we, we can't for sure say one way or another. His spin data went from like the 70th or 80th percentile down to like the 20s and 30s. So he is his secondary stuff is still good, but that fastball just from a plus offering to kind of average to below. And, and that's where we're seeing him where he is. I We made on Lockdown Guardians podcast, you know, we made a whole – as much as he is the big name, that he was probably the least effective pitcher they were adding of those three. And unfortunately, he made us look very right uh, with the way he pitched that day. Talking with Jeff Ellis, he's the host of the Locked On Guardians podcast. Again, download, subscribe, and listen to the Locked On Guardians podcast wherever it is you do your podcasting. And, and Jeff, the Lucas Giolito acquisition, picking him up off of waivers after Anaheim cut ties with him was Merely a point of they need somebody in, in a starting rotation spot. There's some talk, you know, with about 20 games left in the regular season, Francona wants to get Shane Bieber and Tristan McKenzie back out there to throw a game or two. Am I right about the Giolito thing with just need somebody for now? How likely is it that we'll see Bieber or McKenzie before the regular season comes to an end? With them letting go of Thor, they needed someone to uh, to pick up some of the innings. And with the three rookie pitchers, there's always the concern that you know you, they're going to want them to have a few less. They've all I believe thrown more innings this year than they've ever thrown, and that's when teams start to get a little nervous. Don't want to risk uh, injury, as we've seen with you know McKenzie throwing ten innings this year, and Bieber having some struggles before he went on the disabled list himself. He'll he'll be here, I think, is you know insurance. The hope is that maybe you can spread out the rotation. They, they haven't shown any to go to a six man rotation, so it'll probably stay at five. But maybe they'll skip a guy, start here or there, give a little more rest when they can. It, this could be a situation where I think it was 2021 where Shane Bieber like pitched like one like one and two thirds innings when he came back at the end of the year and just got a little bit uh, major league pitching, get back out on the mound. That could be the case for him. I, I know with, you know, as good as he and there also has to be just a level of concern that he's been on the disabled list for more than half the season, two of the last three years. Um, it just makes you wonder, is there a bigger issue? And at some point would have, have been a better choice because, you, you know, you may not have had Tommy John, 
may not have even needed Tommy John, but at this point in time, we're talking about a guy who's essentially missed half, half of two seasons and had been less effective ever since that first injury. So we might see them back, but I'm betting it would be uh, Tristan McKenzie, for instance, is only, I think he's like 10 and a third innings, would come back and I bet throw less than that. Outside of uh, one really bad outing against the Dodgers, Jeff, I think it has been a really good month. Uh, you talk about some of the younger arms uh, for Gavin Williams. Does the team see him as a full-time member of their starting rotation next season? I think they have to. Uh, I, I don't think it was obviously, of course, to have Williams or uh, even Bybee necessarily added to the roster. I mean, the only one of those three that they had by the end of the year due to the 40-man uh, rules in the Rule 5 draft was Logan Allen. So they, they went out and added both of those, all three of those arms because of the need, and they've all performed well. And I think we'll have to see what they do, but it, you know, barring any type of, of surgery, you kind of expect it's going to be McKenzie and three of those arms. Uh, we'll see what happens with Bieber uh, in spite of the injuries, in spite of everything else. This year's free agent uh, pitching market is is completely barren. And with the recent Julio Arias news and um, Otani's injury, it's even worse than it was before. So it's going to be interesting to see if, if they do a Kluber-like trade or if they hold on to him and you run all five of those arms or if, you know, potentially – Someone like Williams or Allen, uh, I would say Bybee has been uh, the strongest performer. If one of those guys might end up starting the year in AAA if they run with three vets, but I'm, it's definitely going to be the story of this offseason. The host of the Locked On Guardians podcast, Jeff Ellis. Again, download, subscribe, listen to the Locked On Guardians podcast wherever it is you do your podcasting. Jeff, thanks so much for the time today, bud. No, oh, thanks for having me on. Thanks, Eric. Up next, we head south here in the Buckeye State. Paul Keels checks in on Cincinnati right here on the Ohio News Network. Ryan Day's Buckeyes are back in action as they host Western Kentucky. Live fan coverage starts Saturday at 10.30 with the Kick It Four. Every game, every season, your flagship home for Buckeye football, the fan. Ohio Sports Destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. Welcome back to the Ohio Sports Magazine. Now let's go to Paul Keels on the Ohio Sports Magazine, checking in on Cincinnati. It's our pleasure this week to visit with Steve Offenbaker from the Locked on Reds podcast. We encourage you to check it out if you haven't done so already. Steve, listening to what you talked about earlier this week, is it fair to say that you really do need a scorecard to keep up with who's on this roster for the Reds right now? It's an absolute impossibility to know what's going on with this roster right now. Between the injuries and then the outbreak uh, of COVID in the clubhouse, uh, there was a period over the last weekend where I think in a 33-hour, a 24-hour time period, they had 33 transactions. Uh, it was it was an exercise just to figure out who everybody was, and a couple names popped up that I had never even heard of before. I had to go look them up on Baseball Reference to even know uh, who was on the team at the moment. Was one of them Nick Martini, and how do you feel, Steve, he's done since he's been there? Well, Nick Martini's an interesting uh, get. You know, he's played in parts of four major league seasons. He spent some time with Oakland, with San Diego, with the Chicago Cubs before Nick Carl brought him in over here. And he was really just roster filler if you looked at it on the surface. He wasn't a player that anybody expected anything big from, and yet here we are, which is what the the, the great thing about baseball is. You know, in that uh, game, the second game of the Seattle Mariners series, 
comes up in the bottom of the eighth inning, uh, two runners on, Reds down by three, hits a game-tying bomb uh, off the bench. And that's not something that you would expect from a guy like that. But yet he's delivered in that way. He had two career home runs prior to this season. He has five home runs this year. Uh, you know, you can't, you can't make this stuff up. It's, it's a Cinderella story, and I hope that he continues to deliver. You know, he's not going to be one of those guys that's around a long time. But while he's here, if he keeps having moments like that, you know, those are the reasons why you sit and watch the games. No question. What do you make of the uh, waiver wire acquisitions of Bader and Renfro, Steve? Oh, they were very much needed. Uh, you know, just looking at the case of Nick Martini, uh, the Reds were scraping the bottom of the barrel as far as the outfield depth goes. So bringing in both Bader and Renfro really adds the depth. They're both veterans. They've, they've been around. They've played postseason baseball. Uh, all things that I think will benefit all of the rookies on this team that really haven't been here before. Uh, these are going to be guys that can, can show the rookies how to remain calm, cool, and collected and just go about their business. As the pressure intensifies, what's it going to? You know, As of our recording now, Paul, the Reds are actually the holder of the third wild card. If the playoffs started today, the Reds would be in. So postseason baseball, I think, is in the Reds' future, and and they're going to need the the rookies are going to need players to help guide them through it. Yeah, we're certainly hoping so. How about the TJ Anton comeback story? That's got to be a great one, Steve. You know, just for you know, never mind the baseball of it, Paul. Just personally for this guy who's been through now two Tommy John surgeries, who's had to work so hard to get back. You can't help but feel good for him. Then he comes back, he has a great first outing, and then in his second outing, post-injury, the Reds use him as an opener, and he goes two scoreless innings uh, starting the game. Uh, And you could just see it. You could see it on his face, the release and the happiness and just the joy of being back on the field. And, you know, I'm pulling for him. And the bullpen really needed this. They really needed an infusion of a rested arm that could get some out in critical situations. Steve, you were talking about some of the young players. It has to be great from your vantage point to see Christian Encarnacion Strand as well as Novelli Marte starting to get hot with their bats right now. Well, Noel V. Marte finally, finally went yard against the team that traded him away. He hit his first major league home run against the Seattle Mariners. Uh, Christian Encarnacion Strand continues to deliver. You know, these guys are just scratching the surface of what their talent is going to be. You know, we're, we're nowhere near their ceilings. And it's so much fun to watch this team right now because it's, it's possible that it's just a different guy every day. It's, it's the one delivering the, the upset. It's the one delivering the surprise and is the one coming through and being the hero. And it's just so much fun to watch these guys right now uh, when you just never are quite sure who's going to be the one to get the team over the hump. I've had a chance to talk, Steve, with both you and your partner, Jeff Carr, about Tyler Stevenson in a big picture, what's been maybe a subpar season, but... Great to see all of a sudden he's starting to swing the bat a little better than he has. Well, he's finally getting there. Um, you know, everyone has been disappointed in, in what 2023 has looked like for him, including Tyler Stevenson. And it's nice to see him finally coming around. His bat speed is back. He's hitting the ball for power. He's able to shoot the ball into the gaps. And he really looks like the guy we thought he was going to be all along. You know, Jeff and I have both questioned maybe whether that shoulder wasn't fully healed when the season started. Uh, maybe the the rotation of positions between catcher and first base and DH messed with his head more than we thought it was going to. Uh, when I talked to him in the last offseason, he wanted to play 130 games behind the plate and be the primary catcher. And I think we finally moved into that territory of him being catcher number one. Is this team's ability come from behind, Steve, what kind of keeps us hoping? 
I, I think it is. It's it's an exciting brand of baseball. And, and listen, some of it has been just out of necessity. We've never really questioned the position players and the offense of this team. We we knew these players were going to be good, and we knew there would be some growing pains, but we knew they were going to be able to deliver. The problem has really been just how how stretched the pitching staff has been and how many injuries there have been and how many starting pitchers we've rotated through in this campaign. The Reds have really had no choice but to play come from behind baseball a lot. You know, uh, as of our, our talk right now, Paul, there are 44 come from behind victories on the season. And when you look at that, you know, it's a tremendous, it's a tremendous asset to have this type of lineup that can continue to chip away when the other team has a lead because the other team has had a lead a lot. <laughs> they sure have. Steve Offenbaker from the Locked on Reds podcast. Always appreciate your time, Steve. Thanks a lot, Paul. Thanks, Paul. We'll have more of the Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. Now is a great time to schedule a back-to-school dental appointment. Dr. Lori Fitzgerald, president of the Ohio Dental Association, is here to tell us more. Your child's teeth and gums need the right food, nutrition, and vitamins to grow strong and stay healthy. Help them maintain good oral health by brushing every morning and night, flossing, visiting the dentist twice a year, and developing good eating habits. As kids head back to school, it is important to know that foods and drinks high in sugar, acidity, and other cavity-promoting substances are often low in nutritional value and have the potential to create plaque capable of damaging tooth enamel. A back-to-school dental appointment can diagnose any potential problems and improve your child's oral health. Ohio Dental Association member dentists are located throughout the state, are dedicated to providing the highest quality dental care, are bound by the highest ethical standards, and obtain superior ongoing education and training. Ask if your dentist is a member of the Ohio Dental Association so you know you are being treated by the best. To find an ODA dentist in your area, visit ODA.org. Have you lost Ohio Medicaid? At healthcare.gov, you can find a low-cost, quality health plan. Do plans cover doctor visits? What about emergency care? And prescriptions? All covered and more. Plus, with the new law, four out of five customers can find a plan for $10 or less per month with financial help. Healthcare.gov is here for you. Enroll today for coverage starting the first of next month. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. You've been putting back a few, and a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think of calling for a ride, but nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that could happen? You get pulled over, your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone. The results of driving drunk are tragic. That's why law enforcement is out there looking for impaired drivers to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. And now, Public Education Matters with Ohio Education Association President Scott Demaro. Next week, as we come together for Labor Day cookouts and parades, don't lose sight of the real reason we're celebrating. Unions have always fought for the conditions that allow everyone to succeed. And that fight continues today. OEA is proud to help Ohio's educators use their voices together to continue to improve public education for every student. No exceptions. Public Education Matters, brought to you by the Ohio Education Association. Do you have foot pain? Foot pain is not normal regardless of your age or job. Podiatric physicians are the most qualified doctors to care for your feet and can provide important foot care solutions or shoe inserts to better manage foot pain. Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association podiatric physicians are located throughout the state and are dedicated to providing the highest quality foot and ankle care. 
We've been serving the profession and the public for over 100 years. To find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. Ohio Sports Destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. Welcome back to the Ohio Sports Magazine. It's the ultimate Cleveland sports show. And let's check in with our producer, Colin Berenger. Thanks, Matt. This week on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, the guys debate the topic of whether the AFC North will break the wins record set by the 2022 NFC East, and this is what they had to say. Can the AFC North break that 43-win mark this season? Certainly the teams in this division are capable of breaking it, guys, but ultimately the major advantage that the NFC has right now, and the reason, part of the reason why the NFC East did that, is because the NFC top to bottom is far weaker than the AFC. Whereas the NFC East is pretty good, right? But all the other divisions in the NFC are mediocre or bad. In the AFC North, not only is it the best division in football, but you also have the AFC East, which is loaded. You also have two great teams in the West, including the best team, and a pretty good Jaguars team in the South. So the AFC is much better top to bottom. If you look at the projected win totals, forty, it would get you to 40. Uh, I am. It's funny enough. I didn't. I hadn't seen this, but before the show, G and I were talking with Mike, and I said I got the AFC North winning forty games total. I'm right with the number on Fanduel. I got forty, so I got the A- the AFC North is definitely capable of breaking that record. I don't think it'll happen though, because I think they're playing tough schedules, and it's a tough division. I'd be surprised if anybody in this division went better than four and two in the division. Uh, so I've got forty total wins for the AFC North teams. I got like forty-one. Okay, and um, I, I think there will be there will be three teams that get double-digit victories, but I do think um, the the team that's I've got the Steelers coming in last place. I, I don't buy the Steelers. I know that they've been eight and eight forever, but I, I just don't buy that. Um, given the fact that you know Pickett is going to play a whole year. Um, and I'm just not a big believer in their run game. I'm not a big believer in what they can do defensively. I got a couple nice pieces, but if I, I actually got them winning probably like seven games. Seven oh. games. Yeah. Ooh. Seven. Yeah. Seven. Put me down as a yes. I think they will break the record. Wow. I think they will. It's a lot of wins. It is. But, I mean, if you look at the graphic that was just up there, the NFC East went 43-23-2. and two. There was two ties, yeah. so they could have 44, 45. By the way, well, can the, I the Giants and Commanders tied. So I got call, ties. So it been can I call one. myself out for saying something ridiculously dumb yes. just a minute ago? Yes. I talked about no team having more than four wins in the division. That's idiotic. That doesn't matter. If they when they lose, they lose to another team in the division. Right. So it's a win. Yeah. It doesn't. There's guaranteed. Every team is guaranteed to win uh, sixteen uh, twelve games every uh, uh, within the division. Right. 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 Is it 12? Is it 24 total Three, games? Three, six, I don't know. <laughs> we, listen, we only count in threes and sevens. If it's the, an, the if point, it's an the even point number right now, no I sense. don't care. Because whether they're all four and two or all three and three. It's, it's, eight, it's 18, right? It's 18. Four and two. Yeah, is it 18? Well, it's four teams. You play three times two, six times three teams is 18. Mm-hmm. So there's 18. You're guaranteed 18. Yeah, he's right on that one. Yep. It's really a matter of how no, how badly your division because beats all the te- up on all the, the teams. Because all teams could go three and three. That's twelve, so it's twenty four. 
I don't know. Whatever. Jason's theory is right. His math is wrong. No, no, Both no, said is correct. It, everybody's going to go. Every, there's going to be 12 wins and 12 losses. You unless have, there's a tie. You have, why are we doing this? Yeah. You have three. You have six games against every opponent. I know that. But you're, when you start, you're doubling, double counting almost. I don't know. Whatever. I'm telling you. It's tw- Give I, me I, the over. Got it right. Here's how you got to think of it. Each yeah. team plays six division games. Yeah. Six times four is 24. They can only win one and lose one. So unless there's a right. tie, there will so, be 12 wins so and 12 losses. It will be 12 and 12. No what. All right, whatever. Give me the yeah. over. I'll take right. I'll take the 40. I, I think the division's that good. I Don't ask me who's going to finish last in this division because it's hard it to could say. be any of the four. The, any of the four could the win. The only any thing of the four that would surprise it. me is if the Bengals finish last. To catch the full breakdown, just search the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show on YouTube, subscribe to their page, and enjoy daily content covering all things Cleveland sports. We'll be back to wrap up this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue on the Ohio News Network. The regular season is here. Catch the Browns and Bengals as they open up the season in the land. Live fan coverage starts Sunday at 11 with the Kick It One. Your home for Browns football, the fan, Ohio sports destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. That'll put a wrap on this week's Ohio Sports Magazine. Our thanks again to my guest, Tim Street of the Ohio High School Athletic Association, as well as our locked-on contributions for this week. Now for Paul Keels and Eric Reeser, producer Colin Berenger, I'm Matt Andrews. We'll have another show for you next week here on the Ohio News Network. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM 